and we're live. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to today's show. I'm super excited because I have a very special guest today. She has a heart for helping and educating stylists. And she's created this amazing movement and community and one of my favorite places to hang out on Facebook for stylists. And her group is right here. You might have, oh, that's the Facebook page or Instagram. You might have seen, oh, now it's going to show me if I can get to it here. They <laughs> see if it pops up there. There we go. Eighteen thousand members. Amazing. I know. <laughs> I was just doing some numbers last night, and we have um tripled in size since this time last year. Wow. Yeah. So when did you? Okay. So before we get started, why don't you introduce <laughs> yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, and then and then I'll pick your brain. <laughs> right on. Um. Well, my name's Leanne Miley, and I am the founder and executive director of a nonprofit organization called The Sovereign Stylist. Um, we are mostly known for our Facebook group, which, like you said, has over uh, has around eighteen thousand member over eighteen thousand members, um, and uh, we provide education on the uh, the business aspects of the salon world. Whether you're a hairstylist, a salon owner, or an Estee, um, if you're in the beauty profession, you are running a business, and we uh, kind of pick up where where Cosmo Schools left off with all the business and legalities of everything. Got it. So, what what year was it when you started the the Facebook group? It was it was uh, oh when did I start the Facebook group? I think October of 2018. Yeah, I don't even know if it says here. Wait, let's see. Two years ago, yeah. So yeah, two hundred mem two hundred two members in the last week. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we get shared a lot in the other Facebook groups. Um, so like uh, you know, mentioned in the comments, and I'm tagged and stuff. So uh, that's where we pick up a lot of our members. Amazing, amazing. So, okay. So what made you want to even like have the urge to start this group? Like where did that come from? And like, who was in the group when you started it? Well, we actually, um, I actually started the group when I, uh, was moving and becoming a, uh, a booth renter for like the second time. And, uh, I just kind of realized that there was a lack of education or community or like, yeah, totally. you know, community between booth renters I mean that goes for suites too just those you know independent yeah. stylists that aren't owners actual salon owners um there was a yeah. lack of yeah. community and everything so um I wanted to build a place that we could get together and um if we were initially were called the booth rent the booth renters forum oh. and then um I uh, one night I was, I was in kind of a shady salon situation with an owner where I was, uh, being treated like an employee misclassification pretty much. And, uh, one night I was feeding my son. He was an infant at the time at like, I don't know, midnight feeding him. And I was just scrolling through on my phones, looking up different things. And that's when I came across, um, Tina's website, this ugly beauty business, and I started reading and the next thing you know, the sun's coming up and I am on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it just, one thing led into uh, the next. I, you know, politely tried confronting the salon owner about what I had learned, wow. had all my information to back everything up. She wasn't having it. Um it ended up becoming this huge mess where she was trying to drag my name through the mud 
And then I was at the same time also finding out that there's a ridiculously large amount of stylists that were being treated the way that I was. Um, that is kind of an industry norm to be like the whole 1099 employee. And uh, so <laughs> uh, I was like, the only way to stop this, there's two ways to stop this, is to report those that are doing wrong because that was. I mean, messing up my taxes yeah. and then, um, to also educate on this. So, um, I started, I'm a member of our chamber of conference. So I started reaching out to like other CPAs and, uh, lawyers who are also chamber members, um, okay. just to get some clarification on things. Cause I am all about, um, the correct information being given out. I, that's a huge thing in our group too. Like, I'll delete a comment if it's not if you if it's not legit if you can't back it up. So, um, you know, just putting a stop to the misinformation, and that's my neighbor is a lawyer, and just kind of sitting out while our kids are playing in the pool, talking, and you know, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm gonna make this something big. And that's kind of where we're going. So explain it to me because I, I'm a booth runner. So I'm, I'm my own, I'm my own my, uh, boss. But when you say you were like misclassified, were you on a payroll and you were? Okay. So um, my rent was based off of um, my sales or yeah. like my service. It was like commission. But the thing of it is, is that like, um, she was cutting me a check. Like our clients were paying the salon and not me directly, which is actually one of the big things that the IRS looks at is who the client is paying. And then there's other things like a dress code. Um, she wanted me to like mandatory meetings, um, follow, like we had to clarify before a perm, you know, just. So isn't that, so how does, doesn't that make you an employee? Yes. And I did not have any idea about this because it just seems there's so many other people that were in the same situation. Yeah. So you know, that's when the whole like revelation came about <laughs> really. And, um, I was, I was mad. I was upset because I was paying her portion of employment taxes. I was missing out on unemployment. And then even to find out that I wasn't covered on like any kind of insurance or anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot that's involved and I just want to preference that I am not anti-salon owner. I am a salon owner, uh -huh. but you know, that's just kind of the thing. I understand that, you know, there's, um, there's a lack of education and, you know, it's one of those things too, that when it comes down to it, if you were to file an SS-8 with the IRS, which is to prompt an investigation on class, you know, your classification, um, it kind of depends solely on the individual taxi or uh, IRS agent and oh. how they interpret the, um, the laws that oh. have been put in place. Interesting. So, so you were, so the group originally started for booth runners, which is fascinating because when I came into the industry, I was like feeling the same way. I was like, Salon owners are like their own ball of wax. And right. Like employees is like one thing. And then like boot, like it's like three, it's almost like three different professions within the profession. And exactly. Yeah. So, so booth, so how did you go from booth running to being an owner? Um, I had the opportunity to, um, the salon that my business partner and I were working at had the, um, the salon owner was going to be retiring, uh -huh. uh, for the most part, she still does one day a week for her regular roller set ladies, yeah. you know, that come in from the retirement yeah. home. But, um, she, uh, I had, she presented it to all 13 of us and, uh, nobody really wanted to step up and take on, you know, being the owner. But at the same time, none of us wanted to lose where we were because we are a staple in our community. Oh. And like people stop in just to, you know, check and see how everything's, go get the latest gossip. 
but um you know we didn't want to lose and the building had also been a salon since the 50s wow so we you know that's just and we're in the heart of downtown that was just the thing is that we didn't want to lose that so um we I grabbed one of the other gals we uh went out for some drinks one night next thing you know we're texting the owner at like 11 30 who ah. she's she's been a salon owner longer than I've been alive and I'm in my late 30s right so um there's also three other stylists that I've been uh that booth renters that I've been stylists just the same amount of time um and then you have like this line there's like me and another gal in the middle and then you have um five others who are like new to the industry it is such an amazing like vibe in yeah that. yeah um so you know and the, the thing was that um when I really realized that this uh like classification um not treating booth renters as their own self-employed you know individual business uh really came to light when I went came to the salon because they were legit by the book I mean like we provide our own trash cans trash liners every brooms everything we provide all of our own stuff so uh that was just kind of Can you hold on just a second? Yes, Something absolutely. is happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> just a second. Sure. Just hop in when you're back. <laughs> so this is super exciting. Um, I'm just honored that Leanne's taking the time out of her crazy busy schedule to have this conversation and pick her brain about everything from booth running to salon owning. And I don't know if you all know, I also have a community called, you can see it right there, cosmetology community. And it's all for videos and education. And there's, there's no wall to post on. It's just links to go learn new tips and tricks. And you're back. Sorry, there's a bird that's like trying to fly oh, to my kitchen bedroom window. That's terrible. Of course, of we course. Put, we put a bird feeder that you can like, um, you suction cup it to the window so you can see the inside of it. Yeah. And I uh, the bird's freaking out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, kind of, well, the other thing is, is that um, how I ended up transitioning to doing the Sovereign Stylist full time is that um, I had over my uh, 10 plus years behind the chair had developed um, really bad allergies to the chemicals in the salon. Actually, after six months of allergy testing, um, I uh, found out I was allergic to 32 chemicals in my salon. Wow. And considering the building had been a salon since the fifties, I mean, there was no getting away. You know, people are always like, well, why don't you just do cuts or, you know, uh, but you can't because that stuff is like, it's in the walls, it's in the yeah. floor, it's in everything. Yeah. So, um, I had, it started out, um, allergies is, and sensitivities is another thing where that gets me on a soapbox, but, um, it started out as uh, just like in school, um, like, you know, contact dermatitis. I had that I, once. It's kind of. I just, I kept getting it over and over. And I just kept ignoring it. And yeah. then it just, it started, it started out in my hands. And then, you know, it started showing up other plate, like it just spread over the years. I just kept ignoring it because I wasn't going to let anybody take my passion away from yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it was one of those things where if I don't pay any attention, it's not existing. Right. So, um, but then here, uh, two years ago, it got to the point where, um, I had two really bad allergic reactions in the same week. And, uh, the repercussions of that were that I landed in the hospital with, um, like organs shutting down, like oh my, my body was just done. Yeah. It was over. It was shutting down. 
and I was broke out with um like lesions and a rash it presents itself like psoriasis um from head literally scalp to the tips of my toe it was on the bottom of my feet I don't know if you've ever seen any of the pictures but they're in the group um (laughs) but it was crazy like people would look at me in the community like I had leprosy or something like that it was just it now, was bad. Do you know which of the ingredients that it was or just a combination of all of them? So what we did is that um, my allergist is really cool and actually one of my clients. And so um, he took the, um, the SGS sheets yeah. from all the chemicals that everybody used in the salon, came up with the repeating chemicals wow. and developed a chemical um, allergy panel according to that, it was about a six month span to get through everything. And then that's where we came up with the 32 chemicals. Whoa. So like, you're like, basically like allergic to the salon. Yeah. I can go in there long enough to collect rent payment and that's about it. Um, now how many years in were you when you figured all that out? 12. And then, uh, like now, uh, to get my own hair done, I go, I, I found this really cute little stylist that just graduated that I kind of mentor, but, um, she's at like a brand new salon. So I can go in there long enough to get like the front of my hair, like colored, like I usually do, but it's only about like an hour, hour and a half, but all those chemicals aren't like exposed or like saturated the salon because it's a new, it's a new layout and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I do now. That's so crazy. So now, so you're passionate about the classification and then do you do like education? Like I actually bought, I don't know if you know, I, Irene from, I read labels. I bought her, she has a book on color that, cause I was researching like chemicals and things and she, she's kind of turned that into her life's mission with her work mm-hmm. and created a whole movement around what ingredients are in what products and that's awesome educating people yeah um I do have something in the works with a company that I can't say yet (laughs) (laughs) to do um some educating more on the sensitivities and allergies because I mean you see these posts in the groups all the time in the Facebook groups yeah yeah. well my this one ticks me off my client is allergic to this what else can we try? Why are you playing Russian roulette with your client's health? And it's also expensive to go through all these different brands of color to try something out. Yeah. You know, I mean, most importantly, it's their health that we're talking about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of, we're going to do some, uh, educating on that. Uh, the biggest educating thing that we concentrate on with the sovereign stylist is like, um, employee legalities, um, setting up your business, especially for booth renters or like sweet stylist. Um, I'm kind of all about the little people. (laughs) And so, um, that's why we went with the nonprofit route was because, um, I, I did, I wanted it to be education that was available to everybody not that you had to pay like these membership fees or you know any things like that this is education that everybody should have the opportunity to be privy of Uh there's not a lot of coaches out there that like me because I am that way (laughs) yeah yeah that was the mission with my with my Facebook group that accompanies the podcast there's enough groups where people post, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, there's basically like no posting in there, but for my own purposes, what, like I was just watching a balayage video. So in Instagram, so I take the link from Instagram and I copy it over into the hair obsessed community and uh-huh. it's all organized in units. So you can just go there and yeah. like, binge on pixie cuts or balayage or platinums and that's it's awesome just, I, how it's organized yeah I just want to organize that content that people are looking for and if other people are educators and they have videos or they find videos anybody's welcome to post a video in there I just don't have the wall open for like 
posting conversations because it's strictly, I just want it to be a resource where somebody's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing a pixie. Like, and I'm, you know, new and I don't know the best way that they can be like, oh, I can go in the group and just binge on the pixie videos and get some, yeah. some tips. Well, that education, um, like presenting education, um, is another platform that we have in the works. Um, we're wanting to build on the idea of independent educators Yeah. who, um, and I'm, it's not even just stylists, but, um, we have a team of volunteer CPAs and, um, attorneys who from 14, I think we're up to 16 different States now that, um, volunteer their time and their knowledge to like the sovereign stylus. So, um, we want to do like something on our website where you can just go on there and there's this library of virtual education. Um, we've even, um, gone to the extent of researching to see, um, what we have to do in order to, uh, be able to offer CEU hours for the States that still need that to renew. So uh, anybody that is interested in educating should check out, get a hold of me. And uh, so I'm building a, kind of a list of people right now. And then once we get everything put together, uh, how we're going to do this and compensation and uh, stuff like that, then we'll start rolling out with recording people's lessons Great. and then get them posted on the webpage. Awesome. Awesome. And there's like resources here. Like I saw this, you had like an independent stylist, like checklist here that just, cause I know when, when I started, I was like, what all do I need? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely great. Some great resources there. Where did you get the name sovereign stylist? So, um, sovereign is, uh, is means like independence. And so that's, uh, where that kind of came from was uh just independence um you can be an independent stylist and still be an employee making commission because ultimately your paycheck is in your hands you know you can't just put it on the responsibility of the salon owner to put people in your chair you've got I went out and marketed and treated um myself like I was pretty much a booth renter in a way when I was working at a corporate salon right so um I think everybody has the possible the possibilities are endless ultimately mm -hmm. and then what what's the name of the actual salon you own right now the beehive parlor oh the beehive parlor from the 50s so perfect yep oh that's fun so where do you see yourself in like the next couple years? Like as far as like being a salon owner and running this community. And I think you said you have like four kiddos. So you got yeah, I have on. four kids. Um, my oldest is getting ready to go move into her own apartment this, uh, this month. And oh then my, gosh. my youngest is turning four next week. So I have quite a spring oh, yeah um so they keep me pretty busy um I'm actually kind of um looking at maybe getting out of um the owning the salon because I want to focus we have so many ideas and when I say we I mean like our executive committee for um the sovereign stylist we have like a google jamboard just full yeah. of ideas yeah. and I'm one of those people that I'm a doer. So, you know, to me, it doesn't suffice me to just put it on, you know, a post-it on a jam board. I've got to actually get out there and get going. So a lot of times um, the other directors will have to slow me down because, you know, like I'll have 50 things. It's the ADHD in me. Yeah. I will have so many things going on that, but then nothing ends up getting accomplished. But um I really want to see um, the Sovereign Stylist at um, some of the big national hair shows, um, whether it's a booth or, you know, even presenting or anything like that. Um, that is in my five-year plan anyway. 
What about and, a, a sovereign stylist show? You could have your own show, right? That's another thing that we uh, that has been brought up. Um, I'd also like to see another thing that um, you know, that I want to work on is a sovereign salon certification, where salon owners or salons will have to meet this certain criteria, and then um, when they do that. And it has to do with like treating your workers correctly according to law, <laughs> um, which is evidently it's a task to be able to do that. But right. um, they would receive certification, and then um, I mean, like just building the reputation on it to where yeah. you know stylists will be like, "Oh, well, that's a sovereign certified salon. Yeah. That's a place yeah. to go." Yeah. And then even taking it a step further. And um, working out, you know, some, we have um, uh, beauty and body works insurance as a sponsor right now. I know that's fantastic. I saw that because that's who I got my teachers in school. You know, we were clueless. We didn't know what to use. And she's like, we, she's like me and my friends did all this research and we found the best policy at the best price and it's totally them so i was excited to see that you're affiliated with well, them they're awesome because they only work in our in our field you know like yeah. where you go to some of these you know like i don't i'm huge on local business but if you yeah. go to your local like Erie, agent, yeah. you know they could like here in nebraska they could be working with a rancher and then working with a farmer and then working with, you know, a yeah. salon and working with the grocery store, everybody, you know, yeah. nobody's going to be able to be completely up to date on all right. of the new information and have their hands in all these different industries. And BBI is all about, uh, you know, our profession. Yeah. yeah. And they're very affordable. Yes. And their customer service is awesome. Yep. So one of the and I don't know how outlandish this is but I have this in my head that we could create something where um salon owners will get like a discount type of thing on their salon insurance by being sovereign certified because yeah. that also protects the insurance company too yeah yeah there's like a higher level of standard yeah right yeah I like I got a certification for my marketing background like there's these two gals and they started this company and they're, you know, known in the online world for just ethical marketing and mm -hmm. high standards. And we have like little badges I have on my Facebook profile. And then we kind of like all identify ourselves like, Oh, you know, you're a, you're in that group. And right. Yeah. So this is what I did. I took, went to the extent of, uh, even creating, uh, vinyl stickers yeah that salon owners can put on their doors yeah I already have like 500 of that's them amazing. so we that's that's this whole thing with how Leanne gets out of uh uh gets to going a little too fast on things well, I like it because it's like you know I, I'm a huge fan of Mike Dooley and thoughts become things and like creating like stepping into that like future reality so it's like you're like it's like you just like time just has to catch up with your ideas. Exactly. So I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a manifest type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've moved up in this whole home, uh, home, working from home thing. Yesterday, I'm literally sitting on my, on the chase lounge of my sectional right now with my laptop, and my phone propped up yeah. and I have these like baskets taped to the side of the wall in my living room and uh, I actually invested in a desk yesterday and a roller chair. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm moving up in this. <laughs> yeah. You're, you've, you're all those years and in the salon it's like a, it's a whole like for me to go from online to salon it's like so different it's like people and stations and cash registers and it's right like, it's like sensory overload yeah yeah so um what do you what have you like seen like good bad otherwise in the industry since I'm like new but I feel like even just hair has changed so much from when I was like 
pulling my own hair through a cap when I was 16 at home. Right. So like what people are doing now, like, what do you think's been like a big shift in the industry or something that you want to see more of or less of? Well, I really think that in most, like there was always, there's all these platforms like Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that, that you could go to for, um, education. I mean, that's how I learned how to do, um, a balayage was YouTube type of thing, uh-huh. you know, um, on a whim because I had somebody I'm in Nebraska. So we're about 10 years behind everybody else. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I just, I had somebody that wanted one and she, you know, I had to learn how to do it. So, um, but with the pandemic, when every, not to, you know, drag out that any much, any, any longer, but, um, when you had the entire nation of beauty professionals stuck at home, not able to go to their workplace and we're creative people, you know, we've got to keep going and we can't just be idle. So to see these, um, different, you know, companies, manufacturers and stuff stepping up their education game and not just being out there for the money part of it offering all this free education from their educators I think it's really impressive and uh you know that's just kind of I that's what I want to see more of um we already pay enough money to go to hair school and learn the basics I mean student loans and everything like that I think that um, to build and to keep evolving and to keep up with all the changes, we have to be able to have access to education on various platforms and it has to be able, people have to have means to it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, little, and, yeah. I'm, I'm a nerd about it too. And when I just think that, I don't think that it's fair if like, say somebody that's a new booth renter, you know, they don't exactly have, they just spend all this money on buying all of the supplies they need for their mini salon their micro salon, you know, that more often than not, they don't have like the financial, the finances to be investing $500 into like a masterclass. Yeah. But I also don't think that we are going, we are setting that booth runner up for success by not making furthering their education accessible. Yeah. I just talked to the salon owner yesterday and she was, um, you know, like, oh my God, I can't believe you went straight into booth running right after school. Like, she's like, I did the same thing and it's really crazy. And she was like, you either have to go work at a salon for a couple of years to really get a hands-on education or you got to invest heavily in classes. Cause she's like, you're yes. going to learn just being on your own devices in your own booth. Yes. Cause I always say this, um, the real education and the real learning starts when you get into the salon. Yeah. And like, uh, whenever you see posts in the groups, you know, oh, I'm graduating in two months. What advice do you have for new stylists? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm always like the, your real education starts when you get for into sure. the salon. Yeah. 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 And I, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate where I'm at Belinda, my salon owners, like you know, if she sees me doing something with a haircut, she'll be like, Hey, can I show you? And I'm like, absolutely. And I, and I let her know too. Hey, if you ever see me doing something like feel free to step in and like, show me like a better way. I think um, that's where the mentoring comes in into play. Like, you know, the, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a veteran in the industry. You got to, you know, just an advancement in yourself you know, like this is your passion. So you pick up on things faster Yeah. to be able to step in and mentor these newer stylists or the ones that aren't picking up and clicking, yeah. um, to be able to, to be able to do that, you know, pick up and mentor. I just, I think we, it's not like we're patenting color techniques or I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I, we're not, you know, holding on to 
trade secret type of things. This is with all the avenues of, um, you know, platforms for education to be shared. It's not really like there's any secrets out there. Right. Yeah. Just everybody has like a different, different way of doing it, or maybe even just explaining it. Like the way somebody explains it is like different than how somebody else explains it because right you can right. hear you know like I've even in coaching I've learned things where I'm like I totally learned that before but it didn't click or make sense to me until this person explained it this way exactly I have that happen all the time too um yeah that well one of the funny things was is that in high school I actually had to take algebra two times like regular algebra yeah and then um and that was just like the basic algebra one and then you know I uh I graduate high school and right away I start at university and I'm taking college algebra like we're I skipped a whole bunch in between but because it was a the instructor presented it differently it totally clicked yeah yeah teaching is like an art in itself to, to be a good instructor yeah, I'm learning that. Uh, I'm a very passionate person. So I have to, uh, I've had to learn and I've learned a lot over this last year with the um, team that I've built with the Sovereign Silas that, you know, my team of directors that also are pretty awesome. And uh, they, you know, have no problem private messaging me on Facebook and be like, dude, you need to, you need to reel it in a little bit. You're getting, you're getting a little trailer trash. (laughs) Now, how can stylists best use the group? And is it, would you still say limited to the independent stylists or? No, we have everybody, everybody. We have, um, I just approved some nail techs. A nail tech must have really liked the group, and then okay. she invited a bunch of her uh, her fellow nail techs to the group. Um, the biggest thing is is to answer the membership questions, <laughs> because, um, and uh, to get approved and to read our um, rules that are pinned at the top of the page because we, our Facebook group is sponsored. Like the Sovereign Silas is an actual incorporated business. We have some different standards and we go about things a little bit differently. I also um, think that we can all handle ourselves as adults and keep it classy. And so we kind of have a no BS rule type of deal, you know? So we get a ton of compliments on uh, how, how we run. I mean, we can't always make everybody happy, but we get way more compliments about uh, the way that our uh, ad, admin and mod team, you know, moderate everything and kind of keep everything cool. I have 14 um, admin and moderators. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of work to run a group like that. So we're all in different time zones. So we kind of have everything covered. Um, A couple of us um, are have insomnia. So we get the overnight shift (laughs) covered. Um, But yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Cool. Um, Let's see. So you're not in the salon because you're allergic to it so you've been put on another path of like educating isn't it funny how like we do one thing and then it like leads us to another right because I really feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. like I felt that way when I was you know rocking out some vivids on hair and making you know iridescent peacock feather looking hair you know, I was like, Hey, this is my deal. And then now it's even, it's even, it's like, it's even magnified now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause when I went, I kind of took a detour from online business and coaching to beauty school. In fact, I just wrote a big, long email to my, um, to our list today about it. Cause it just, I, I get in a zone and I'm just like, blah, 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 blah. and um, I, so I stepped back, went to beauty school and then the last day of school, I recorded my podcast because I had something I wanted to, I kind of wanted to like document my journey. Well, that didn't happen. So the last day of school, I was like, 
okay, it's the last day of school. Like if you want to start your podcast at beauty school, like this is your last chance, Julia. <laughs> so I recorded my podcast, like graduated the day before Thanksgiving. And then in December, I started teaching podcasting to other people. Cause I was like, oh, that was really easy. Like I put it off for so long. I wish I'd done it sooner. And then that went really well. We helped like 20 people launch podcasts within 30 days. And I wasn't a podcasting expert. Like I was just took action and shared with other people how I did that. And then we've ran three different rounds of that program now, and we're getting ready to, to launch it again. But I'm like, who would have known that like that would have come out of going to beauty school, me having a podcast, right? Me building relationships with my guests and like where that has led to other things for us and for them. And then, um, it's like my jam. Like, I love it. Like I could just podcast and not be in the salon so much. Yeah. I was actually, um, a social worker for 10 years before I became a stylist. So, um, I have a bachelor's in psychology with an emphasis in social work. And Mm -hmm. so being able to connect with people the way that I do, why I'm, you know, doing my coaching, um, really, I think that I kind of think that's my, my jam, (laughs) you know? So how did you transition from the, so like, was it too much, you know, emotional work, too little pay? So I did did get burned out big time. And then, um, what's kind of funny is that I always wanted to do hair, but, um, I didn't. And you know, when you take those tests in high school that tell you what you should be. Okay. So my top two were hairdresser and social worker. And, uh, but I didn't think that both my parents are like very professional careers. And I didn't think that being a hairstylist would be accepted by them. Right. Right. So then all of a sudden, oh, well, I'm, I'm in, I quit my social work job and I'm like really kind of hanging out in limbo. Um, I'm a nerd. So I knew I wanted to go back to school and I was actually, um, my grandma was in the hospital. Um, she had cancer and what would end up being my last conversation with her. I told her what I was kind of thinking and I hadn't told anybody at all. And my grandma said to, um, go and do what, ever the F I wanted to do. And I'd never heard my grandma cuss a day in my life. (laughs) And she straight up said, like, I've never, I usually get choked up when I'm, when I talk about it still today. And she told me that, and that ended up being my last conversation with her. And, um, when I got the day after I got back from, uh, her like funeral and wrapping up all the loose ends at her, um, estate and stuff, I enrolled in cosmetology school. So that was, that was kind of the deal. That's a beautiful story. Yep. Grandmas are the best. They're like the best people on earth. I know. It's like she could see into my soul. Like she knew she was like, you know, cause I was coming up with all these excuses. I was like, oh, most hair, most, cause I toured the schools. I didn't let anybody know the schools in my area. And they were, you know, like all the students were recent high school graduates yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and I'm like um at that time I had two kids I'd been a single mom for 10 years I'd lived more life than what than right. their parents had right right much. you know I'll never forget like uh one day I was teaching them how to use the phone book <laughs> and I was like I feel so old yeah. and I wasn't even 30 yet yeah <laughs> yeah I know that I would, we would, we were asking everybody, how old are you? You know, how old are you? Oh, you're, oh, you're older than my mom. I'm like, yeah, like y'all are, I can be your mom's in here. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of a joke in our group is that, um, Leanne's going to mom you. I mean, I'm a mom of four, so, yeah. you know, I do get that mom tone going sometimes yeah. in the group and my responses or, you know, in a coaching session. Cause all my coaching sessions are one-on-one. And so, um, I, uh, you know, well, I'm like, okay, I know that no disrespect to your mom, she carried you for nine months, but I'm going to have to like mom you right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is that something you offer? Like, is that on your website, your private coaching? Um, 
I'm waiting for a couple more coaches to um, sign their contracts with the Sovereign Stylist. And then we will be off. Um, you'll be able to go to the website and sign up for it's more mentoring versus coaching, I would say, yeah. or like consulting. Consulting, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't see myself as like, like a coach, probably because of childhood trauma from like <laughs> basketball or volleyball, or something, you know? Yeah. But, um, I want it to be more of the way that I learn is, you know, giving people the tools and resources to come up with the answers and the solutions on their own. Uh-huh. So that's kind of what we, uh, what we focus on. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's um look take a peek at your Instagram. I've been kind of lacking on the Instagram here. You lately. don't have to tell me about that. Oh, what's the hive? Is that do you have a clubhouse? That is our that's our clubhouse. Oh. I have not been on Clubhouse, I think, since like December. Like was the new buzz thing and I was like clubhouse crazy now I'm like I forget about clubhouse that's my daughter up there with the pink and oh. my youngest daughter right there Layla and then um we were kind of in a habit of I was featuring um you know hair from our group members and nice. uh that's the thing is anybody listening to this that wants to get involved in anything I we I would love it if somebody could be like our Instagram person or you know because it's a lot to have to take on every yeah. platform and everything like that so yeah yeah so you have be a volunteer we're looking so what what are some other volunteer opportunities that you have um developing our anybody that's good at like educating um, or knows like, um, you know, the, what it is to be an educator in our industry, um, to kind of help develop that whole, uh, goal of ours of offering the education. Um, we, uh, fundraising because we are a nonprofit. So, um, you know, like getting donations and stuff. I think if you go, I'll have to look here. If you go to the bottom of our website, Okay. What we have open is there. Yeah, where it says volunteer at the bottom. Go in there. So an education director, um, a marketing director. I just lost my uh, communications director because he uh, got accepted to law school and just started law school last week. So there's, um, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I like yeah. to play on people's strengths and anybody that wants to be involved in something that I honestly think we are very up and coming. There's not anything else really out there like us. Um, so uh, eventually it is a goal of mine that we will be able to fund um, actually like salary positions uh-huh eventually so you know it's something that could turn into that so would you want to do that with sponsorships or with some sort of like nominal uh, education fee or something to cover it'd be a mixture of everything you know like an education fee and then um like um corporate sponsorships um donations there's grants yeah. out there too so um especially because we are uh woman-owned you know, uh, there's a lot of grants out there and stuff. It's just, you know, I'm only one person. Yeah, it's a lot. On top of that, the volunteers that I do have helping me helping me are also full-time stylists and salon yeah. owners. So, uh, you know, I, it's just kind of, it's open for a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Boothy boot camp. <laughs> yep. That's what or I call booth renters is boothies. Oh, I like it. Cool. So people can go there. 
I guess we do have our coaching stuff up there. Yeah. I'm in the group so much that, or, you know, well, you know what I have a habit of doing is when I create, I create so much freaking content. Like I'll forget that I even created like a whole course, oh, I know. a whole workbook or something. And I'm like, I, w- I went through an, um, one of my other like Google drives, uh, and seen all these things that I had started. Um, I have a whole bunch of like forms and, uh, like application forms and, uh, 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 booth rent lease, you know, all these things that people are always asking for Yeah. that, you know, I just need to have a chance to get them onto the website so people can access them. Yeah. Um, bloggers is another thing that we're always looking for. And I mean, that could be any, you don't have to know how to write. We have, um, we actually have, um, a salon owner who used to be an editor for, um, kind of a major magazine. And, uh, so, you know, we can take your thoughts and ideas and your like scribbles on a napkin and turn them into an actual blog. And uh-huh. that can be anything from like product reviews, um, business related, or just stories. I mean, like I told a story about being pregnant behind the chair. Yeah. Um, or, um, we have the one that is, um, from one new stylist to another, you know, uh, just any kind of content. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything you want to share before we call it a wrap? Um, just come check us out. I mean, uh, we have a ton of resources. Um, if you think that you might be in a shady salon situation, like working situation, feel free to, uh, the best way to get a hold of me is, uh, Facebook messenger. Uh, so you can reach out to me there. And, um, we actually have like a little like computer program type of worksheet intake form that we've put together with the general questions that are actually asked by like IRS agents and Department of Labor agents that when they're doing their investigation. So we can give you insight on that and your individual state. Awesome. So, well, thank you for doing everything you do and momming and working and volunteering. And I know it's a lot a lot to do and it doesn't go unnoticed thank you very much I I like to uh you know just get out and just kind of hash things out with people yeah well I think we can call that a wrap all right thank you